welcome to the Rockstar Garage. I'm your host, Tommy Welch. In the Rockstar Garage, we talk about concerts. Your first concert, your worst concert, your most memorable concert. Tonight in the Rockstar Garage, we have a very special guest, a person who's near and dear to my heart, my own mother, Colette Welch. Welcome, Colette, to the Rockstar Garage. Thanks, Tom. I'm really happy to be here with you. Please tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, I am a retired school elementary school teacher. I'm a, obviously a mother of three, and I have nine grandchildren, and, oh, let me think, two, four great-grandchildren. Wow. I also do community service and like to spend my time in Florida and New Hampshire. Neat. Um, tell us, what was your first concert? The first concert I can remember going to was the Newport Jazz Festival, uh, probably around 1968. Wow. I'm sorry, 1958. 58. Yeah, you have to excuse me if I forget sometimes. After all, I am very well into my senior days. Okay, we won't mention your age, but I know, I won't tell the audience. I'm proud of my age. You should be, Ma. I, in, a, in a few weeks, I will be 84 years old. Well, happy birthday early. Good. I, I believe you're going to treat me to a birthday present soon. I will. Maybe we'll publish this episode and that'll be your birthday present. <laughs> we'll see how it goes. So, um, your first concert again? What was that? Probably uh, 1950, about 1958, the Newport Jazz Festival. Oh, wow. What were the circumstances? that? You know, how'd you end up going to that? Um, I was in college, and um, my college only had two majors, music education or elementary education. And one of my music education friends said she wanted to go, and I said I would go with her. Oh, wow. Cool. Simple as that. So, how old were you, do you think, at the time? Um, 19. Oh, Cool. So here you are, you're in college, and you and a college buddy decide you're going to go down to the Newport Jazz Festival. It's an easy one from the Boston area. <laughs> okay, so you drove down? Yes. Oh, cool. And um, do you remember anything about the show, any of the acts, I An anything stand out? No, and, and the only thing is, I mean, it was my first experience of something like that. I had never had an opportunity to do anything like that. Yeah. And I, so I, it was overwhelming, but it was kind of overwhelming. like. Overwhelming? How well, so? Be, because there's such a crowd and I had never gone to anything. Oh, well, yeah. Had I been to the Red Sox game, but it's not the same thing as going to a jazz festival. Oh, sure. Uh, and it's kind of, it was kind of like being at the fireworks because every every burst you say ooh ah and what was happening was can can I tell you who was performing no but I was going ooh ah so whoever was on stage you were really wowed by what was happening yes because yeah. it, it you know it was just a pleasant experience do I know in retrospect that every year they had people like do Ellington, Count Basie, Ella Fitzgerald, Stan Kenton, 
people like that. Yeah. Yeah. Did I know the names? Most of them. Yeah. But um, can I tell you which one was performing at which time? Absolutely oh, not. No. We can look that up on YouTube or on. Yeah. Yeah. There's I ways just, to find that I, out I online. I just know they were all there having a good time. And I was having a good time. Oh, excellent. Um, wow. So what was, the, what was the crowd like? Just was it really packed? Or do you remember any of the circumstances it, it was, around there? It was certainly less um boisterous than other concerts i have been to oh okay so people uh, a little uh, more uh, reserved and yeah. and um less, certainly like, if they were using things to increase their excitement it wasn't as obvious as it is now Oh, okay. So, are you talking about uh, self-medication? <laughs> of any kind, liquid sure. or otherwise. Sure, sure. Um, so, the audience, maybe you would say they were more attentive, more listening than yeah. rowdy and, you know, something you yeah. might see in a club. Yeah, it was the 50s. Okay. You know? <laughs> yeah. You know, it was the 50s. Cool. Now, um that was your first concert. Sounds like it was good. Did you were you familiar with jazz before that, or did that really introduce you to jazz? No, I I was familiar before that because um my my very first jazz album was Stan Kenton's Artistry and Rhythm. Okay, that was given to me by my cousin Nils. Oh, and I was in my teen early teens, like maybe fifteen, sixteen when I got that. So I was familiar with that. I was familiar with the names like Ellington and Basie. I was familiar with and Ella Fitzgerald. Um, I already had a liking for, for other performers like Errol Garner and people like that. Nice. So, um, you know, I had an awareness. Very good. Very good. Um, and, for a 19-year-old from the city, that's pretty cool. Not, I imagine not every kid had that kind of uh, exposure or awareness to the jazz scene. No, because, but, I mean, Boston had its jazz nightclubs, which I did go to even before I went to Newport. Um, What'd you see in the jazz nightclub? Errol uh, Garner. One oh. of my favorites. Wow. But, you know, and I'm not sure it's legal for me to tell you this, but your father and I lied about our age to get into the club because you had to be 21. Oh, Ma, I can't believe you'd do such a thing. <laughs> so I borrowed somebody's ID so I could get in to see Arogana. Wow. That's cool. <laughs> okay. And, and how was that? That was awesome. Epic that show. Was, I remember that a lot better than I remember the festival. <laughs> well, there's so much going on at a festival. And, you know, who knows if it's this artist or that artist coming up on the stage with so much going on. But if you're at the club and you're going to see Errol Garner and there he is, you know, he's right. It's what you expect to see and more probably. Right. So, nice. you know, I probably. Um, thinking I was, um, that had to have been at least, at, at least a year before I went to Newport. Oh, oh, wow. All right. So you'd already been to a nightclub before you went to the big Newport Jazz Festival. Oh, yeah. 
<laughs> but we don't talk about that in public, right? Well, we well, can no, now we, that you're we, an octogenarian. <laughs> well, no. I mean, I had my, my my father lived in New Jersey. He took me to New York to nightclubs. Oh, wow. So you so were really That's another the, story. That's a whole other scene. And it has nothing to do with Rockstar Garage. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, we'll keep that for another episode. Um, what was your most memorable concert? That's a difficult one. I'm, it's a toss-up between two. Um, I would have to say my two most memorable were Elton John and Bette Midler. But if I had to only pick one, I would pick Elton John. When did you see Elton John? Um, <laughs> he was in Boston Garden before it changed its name and before it was changed to what it is today. Yeah. A member of the school committee in Burlington, where we lived, had an extra ticket and called me up to ask me if I wanted to go. Wow. Because he couldn't use the ticket. And so I went and um, we sat just in front of, do you call it the mixing booth? The mixing board, yeah. Mixing board? Yeah. We sat just in front of that. Wow, that's probably the best place to sit. But he was a member of the school committee, and he knew people in Boston. Sure. Um, and that is memorable because, first of all, because he's such a great, you know, Elton John is such a great entertainer. Yes. But he never left the stage. Three hours, he never left the stage. Wow, that's stamina. That's yeah, quite a performance. That was that was amazing. I mean, I you know, Bette Midler was good, but she'd go off stage and her backup group to change her costume. Sure. And her backup group was there. But you know, but he, and so she performed for you know, two hours or more. Yeah. But not in the same way. Oh yeah, with breaks and yeah. wardrobe change and well, all that. Yeah. Elton never left the stage. He never left the stage. Wow. That's you know, something. And, and that doesn't always happen. Impressive. I have, I was, it was exciting to go to see the Rolling Stones with your sister. Oh. That was fun. Wow. The Steel Wheels tour. That was fun. You saw the Steel Wheels tour. <laughs> How cool. <laughs> and they made a big impression on you? Well, yeah. I mean, it's the Stones. You know. <laughs> Come on. Ma. Now, um... So, Elton John and the Stones, probably the most memorable. Probably, yeah. You know, I've seen a lot of them. Some of them as up-and-comers in different genre. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, those those stand out as wow. Yeah. You know? Well, if um, I don't know if you've heard an earlier episode. I, I was speaking with my friend Victor. And he had mentioned Elton John. He had seen him, um, I guess, on his second tour of the United States, you know, back in the early days. And Mm -hmm. he had a similar thought that uh, he really left it all on the stage. He he was on the piano and jumping around and doing all kinds of different stuff. So quite a showman. Now, I'm thinking as you're talking, I'm thinking of another concert that I went to in a particular song i mean time it was um james taylor and carol king oh really that that must have been you saw that tour in boston garden oh nice um 
the new Boston Garden. Yes. Actually, I went with a friend, and we had the cheap seats up, up by the ceiling. Yeah. <laughs> you know where that is. Sure. And somebody came by and asked if we were together, and we said yes. And they moved us down to the second most expensive seats. Very and nice. I know they do that because some performers don't want to see any empty seats. Oh, okay. And um, so, and I'll, I'll so, well, I, as I go on, I'll tell you. So we were sitting, we, we had actually, we had a better view than the people with the most expensive seats. Nice. And, uh, when I turned around and looked up to where we had been sitting before, there were people in those seats, so they had resold mm-hmm. those seats, which that's fine. That's business. But um, James Taylor and Carol King together, you got a friend. Oh, yeah. That's <laughs> it, that's pretty, pretty good stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I can imagine how wonderful that show was. Yeah. Nice. Um when you um, you've seen a bunch of shows, is there one that you remember as the worst, or you know, was there one where you had a negative experience or thought, "No, I don't like this heavy metal or whatever"? No, never. Um, wow, never a bad show. Well, I, I like ne- that. Never one that I had to say, "I'm sorry, I bought this ticket." That's were nice. there some that were better than others? It, yeah, and you know, it's like. When I went to see when I we, when your father and I took your sister as a birthday present to see Benny Goodman, cool. He was old, yeah, and um, it was exciting for her, and it was interesting, kind of exciting for us. But it wasn't a bad show, right? But it was. I wouldn't put it higher. Right. It wasn't Elton John. It wasn't El- <laughs> It wasn't even Frank Sinatra. Yeah. Have you seen Sinatra? <laughs> I did see Sinatra. Oh, cool. In Boston at the Wang Theater. Oh, when it was like in his final days? Or? Yes. Oh, okay. When he was in his final days, and we were very lucky. Your father did not want to go. Yeah. Friends in Burlington said they were going. I said, I'll take a ticket. Uh, I don't care what yeah. it costs, because when you're buying one, it doesn't matter. Sure. And, you know, they, um, so in any case, he had a good night. The next night, other people went. And um, the the he didn't do as well. Oh, so you got him on the good night. We got him on a good night, and right. I understand that the man was older, and he can't he couldn't perform at the same level every night. Yeah, but we had him at a good night. Very nice. Um, interesting. The episode that I did with Mister Pete DeLuke. Uh, he was fortunate enough to play with Sinatra's band and, mm-hmm. you know, be a contemporary of him. So mm-hmm. it's kind of nice to hear these stories about these legends and people getting to see them work with them and at different stages in their career. That's kind of cool. Well, twice I've seen people in, as they got they have the start of their career. I believe one of, one of them was Dion Warwick. At the start of her career? When wow. She, she Tell me was, about that. She was at um, Symphony Hall, Boston Symphony Hall. Yeah. And she was just becoming a, just becoming a name. Mm-hmm. And um, we went with friends from Burlington again. Yeah. And um, afterwards, we went to a club. And 
there was her husband playing the drums with a group. And didn't she come in and sing with them? Oh, wow. So you went to her show. And then after the show, you went to a different club. Her husband was sitting in, and then she came up onto the stage to join the after party? Uh, well, yeah. At the, the band was playing. The bar was set up that the band played in the middle of the bar. Yeah. So, I mean, the, the band was behind the bartender. Mm-hmm. And so when she came in, she had to go in that middle section, and we were sitting at the bar. The other one we saw was in Kentucky, and it was Patty Loveless. Who's Patty Loveless? She was a country singer. Oh, I I know and the name. Was, I just she was she was really everybody was saying who's Patty Loveless. Oh, okay. But we had we we had oh, gone you, on at a, the beginning of her career. You're, yeah, yeah, yeah. We had gone on a trip with friends to Kentucky, and there was a festival on the waterfront, and we went because it was free. Oh well, that's good. <laughs> You know, so that, so, you know, that was the other up and comer that I saw. Nice. And have you, well, you obviously you didn't see Frank when he was young. Have you seen any of these artists multiple times or? Um, I don't, oh, I'm trying to think. I don't, the Modern Jazz Quartet. That was the only one I saw multiple times. I know you've mentioned them because I used to live with you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you did a long time ago. <laughs> yes. And um, I know that they were them and uh, Preservation Hall Jazz Bander. Don't you like them? I saw them in, in New Orleans. Oh, that must be what I'm confusing it with. No, I'm um, Modern I'm, Jazz Quartet, Australian Jazz Quartet, Judge Sharing, Errol Ghana. Uh, wow. You're picking up a piano theme here. Well, interesting <laughs> you say sharing and Garner because I noticed that they were on the roster for the Newport Jazz Festival, and maybe okay. those were the artists that you saw that that day that you were yeah. there. I don't Brubeck, know. Dave Brubeck. Oh yeah. Take five. Oh, I love that stuff. But, yeah. Well, yeah. we we went to a a Brubeck concert. Yeah, your father and I went to a Brubeck concert. Your father, not being the music person that you and I are, yeah, he fell asleep. Oh, <laughs> well, I actually, uh, <laughs> Peggy's a music person. You know, my wife Peggy, and uh, she fell asleep at the Smiths <laughs> at San Diego State. So it happens. It happens. <laughs> um, I did not fall asleep when you took me to see the Neville Brothers. Well, that's interesting because um, I think that's the one where we crashed at Humphreys, yes, right? Yes, it is. Yeah, that was exciting. <laughs> yeah. My mother arrived to visit me in San Diego one night. This is for my listening audience. I uh, said, hey, Ma, I know you love the Neville brothers, and they're in town at Humphreys tonight, and Humphreys is an outdoor venue, and if you know your way around, you can get into a good listening position, and if you really know your way around... There's a way in, and you can get in there. And so, mother and I got in, and we ordered some cocktails, and um, sat and enjoyed ourselves for the Neville Brothers. So that <laughs> that worked out pretty good. It certainly did. You also took me to see Bunny Whaler. Oh well, that was very important because I didn't want to miss Bunny Whaler. It was the um, I think it was his Declaration of Independence tour or something like Declaration of Rights tour. And um, 
Amanda was only six months old. Yeah. She's 30. Who takes a six-month-old to a concert like that? Well, me. (laughs) But, um, yeah, um, three generations of Welch at the Bunny Whaler show back in the day. And uh, I remember that the bass, we had great seats down front at San Diego State. And the bass was so heavy, I took my six-month-old and went as far back and up as I could to get into the safe hearing zone because we didn't think to bring protection, hearing protection, you know, those headsets that they put on kids nowadays. That was in the olden days. Yeah, but I give you a lot of credit, Ma, because you were really ready to go and got a dose of the hardcore reggae from one of the masters. That was a good year because that was the, the Steel Wheels tour. With oh, your sister, yeah. Bunny Whale with you, yeah. And before Bunny Whale, I went to my first opera. I saw oh. Aida. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> what was, was that? Nineteen eighty-two. It was an eclectic year. Oh no, it must have been nineteen eighty-nine. Nineteen eighty-nine. It was an eclectic year. Very nice. Very nice. Um, well, gee, you know, we've talked about your first. We talked about your most memorable. Both pretty exciting um i just i love the idea of the newport jazz festival and as a matter of fact newport folk festival those festivals back in the day because hearing from you about it and i've talked to other friends about it super cool the question i also like to ask to my uh, guests and uh ask them to tell our audience if you could play any song from any period any genre that you want what would you what would you play if you were the dj what would you want to play for our audience tonight oh, that one that one's almost painful <laughs> it is tough it, like picking oh, you know who's your favorite kid oh, besides me you are my favorite oldest child yes thank you <laughs> your brother is my favorite middle child yes and your sister is my favorite daughter uh makes perfect sense okay as long as we understand that. Yeah, it's clear. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I, I don't know. I really don't know. It would have to be dependent upon my mood of, of the oh, day. That's really, I, and that's exactly what I say to my guests. It's, oh. you know, how do you feel today? What's your mood for the day? Do would I f- like an old Johnny Mathis? Would I like to hear Errol again? Would I like my new favorite music group? I mean, you know, yeah. it, it just, that, and they're not even jazz at all. Well, talk about Johnny Mathis for a minute, because I know that you've mentioned him. I have a friend who uh, runs a record store in San Diego, and I was shocked to find out that this guy is just Johnny Mathis crazy. And I thought, is this guy more crazy for Johnny than my mother? Maybe. <laughs> but let's uh let's see where you what about johnny that does it for you was he just it's, his voice is his sexy voice. what is it it's his voice and the music is always calming oh that's interesting to always you know no matter if if you need if you're having a tough time it's a calming music and i, I really probably when i was like 18 19 it was sexy stuff yeah, but when I got older, and even even when I saw him in concert, oh, you did and, see him. Oh yeah, North Shore Music Theater. Oh, uh, um, with Audrey. 
Oh, nice. Um, like years ago? or uh, Well, it would have to century? be years ago. It would, don't be wise. This no, I century. Mean, this century is 22 years <laughs> into it. I mean, was it back it was in the 70s? the end of the last century or the beginning of this century. More than likely the end of the last century. But I just, I didn't know if it was in the 60s or no, 70s. No, 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 no. Um, but it, it was, um, you know... Mm, you lose track of time when you're retired. You'll find that out. Um, they, it, it was in the more recent years. Let's put it that way. Yes. But uh, and I don't think he's been touring for a while. Well, right. I wondered. You yeah. know. But he, you know, it, and I knew when, he was much older than when I saw when I knew about him when I was eighteen, when nineteen, school. when sure. he was a kid. Yeah. But he had he didn't lose one little bit. Oh really? He still had it. Oh yeah. Nice. Yeah. And, and um, you know, so that was really good. Yeah. What is there a Johnny Mathis song that you like especially? Well, it's a duel. What is it? It's a duel. It's Misty, and I don't care whether it's Johnny or Errol Ghana. Oh, yeah. Misty. Okay. Misty. All right. So would that be one that you'd want our audience to hear? Yes. Because that's what I do. I don't play any songs for legal reasons oh yeah because you this copyright I, right so i could play 10 seconds of a song but instead i'd rather have our audience go out and find misty by johnny mathis or errol garner and absolutely. give a listen absolutely on colette's recommendation I, I, my right hand is up in the air very good but you can't see that you just have to trust me Oh, yes, that's true. Well, I'll verify, yes, and our audience can know that yes, she rose her right hand. She swears by Johnny Mathis and Errol Garner. Okay, well, this is good to know, Ma. This is you in, know, in, and, and right behind him would be Stevie. 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 You did see Stevie. Didn't Stevie you and I Wonder. see Stevie the same year? Yes, we did. That was exciting. I saw him in Boston. You saw him in San Diego at the start of the tour. Yes, I I remember that now that you mention it because. But I remember Stevie when he was little Stevie Wonder. Well, I understand, That's, Ma. You were you know listening back when it was fingertips and he was just getting going and. And it was Dick Clark. <laughs> right. No, I I get it. You saw him right from the beginning coming up. Right. Um, I got a call from one of my dear friends, a guy that I play music with named Steve. And he gifted me with a ticket to Stevie Wonder because he knows how much I love Stevie Wonder. He only had one ticket and he thought this has to go to Thomas and just gave it to me. And wow, wow, wow. <laughs> Thank you, Steve and Linda. <laughs> I was, I know a Stevie Wonder story. It yeah. has nothing to do with music. Tell me. Your brother, as you know, was a basketball coach for your nephew. Yes. And they were AAU basketball. Yeah. And they went to New Orleans for a tournament. Oh, yeah. And when they were in the airport, your brother saw Stevie Wonder sitting there. And he went over and he said to Stevie Wonder, I'm here with this basketball team from the Boston area. And um, Stevie said, bring them over. And he talked to all of them. Wow. And then he found out that one of them wasn't there because he was ill and had to go home early. And Stevie told your brother this, give him my number and have him call me. Wow. Chris yeah. has Stevie Wonder's phone number? 
(laughs) 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 It's probably been changed. But he, but, but he was that kind and generous to those kids. Now those, as your brother said, the kids probably didn't even know who Stevie Wonder was, but yeah. your brother did. Oh, of course, yeah. And um, and they were on the same plane. And then when they had to change in Washington, Stevie went on another plane, and the your brother and the kids went up to Boston. Wow! But you know how how nice was that of a celebrity of That's his level? Super cool. Yeah, that super is super cool. cool. Wow! Yeah. Um. I mean, you don't you don't hear those stories very often, or you hear the other negative stories. Yeah, well, right. You know, some people don't want to see the fans or deal with them, and others embrace them. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Well, we've I learned from you. I mean, I can say so the audience will know that I took your records when I was a kid, or I should say, played them and borrowed them. Your Beatle record, your Stevie Wonder, used to listen to Getz, uh, Gilberto, all of that good stuff. Oh, you, yes. Was something come to mind? What were you going to say? Uh, two things came to mind. You just said Gilberto, um, your sister and I saw Astrid Gilberto. Awesome. Playing with the modern jazz quartet. Mm, super cool. <laughs> uh, in, in a lounge. But um, music that you learn from older pe- older people. Yeah. One of the concerts I went to yeah. was Diana Krall. Oh, yeah. Who learned all her interest in jazz from her grandparents. Oh. Because they listened to the old jazz people. Sure. You know. And so, I mean, there you go. The influence goes from generation to generation. Absolutely. And that's part of the impetus of this episode. And, I mean, the whole premise of the Rockstar Garage podcast is to share the stories of music because they're so inspirational and over the time you know that we've known music to influence all people all all over the world i think it's important to capture these stories and share them there's another thing that the teacher in me is coming out oh yes you You know so i'll use my teacher voice go ahead mrs Uh, welch um (laughs) (laughs) the the oral history yeah you know we we need to have oral history from people who have experienced these kinds of things or within their families yeah there should be oral history i mean we we have done that in our family at a family reunion we told stories and then we wrote a book using the stories yeah but um so we had it orally and written down but you know it's all technology now but that's that's all well and good but you need to share all of that kind of thing because you don't want it lost that's that's it that's why i'm getting this recording with you here tonight (gasps) why so that a wonderful idea years from now i can say that was my mother's idea (laughs) well you can play it for the great-grandchildren and say listen to you nana exactly because nana said yes exactly (laughs) so um well gee i think i've run out of questions we could talk about um all kinds of concert stories because i know that uh you're familiar with my concert history and oh yes (laughs) 
<laughs> but, but should I tell the world how you lied and said you were going off friends and you left and went to a concert and your father and I didn't know? And I'm not telling the world that. No, don't tell them. <laughs> no, because this isn't about me. I never tell the story about my first concert, but you almost did. <laughs> <laughs> I would never rat on you, dear. Thank you, Mom. Um, Okay, well, I think we'll wrap up this episode short and sweet. Um, if you're interested in finding out more about the Rockstar Garage, you can follow us on Instagram at rock underscore star underscore garage. That's rock star garage with underscores in between. Or you can email tom at tcwelch.com. I want you all to know that uh, this this episode and all my episodes are produced by Cameron Ockton. Our original theme music is composed and performed by Cameron Ockton. The content of the show is written by Tommy Welch. And um, tune, tune in again next time for our next episode in Rockstar Garage. I'd like to thank our special guest, Colette Welch, a.k.a. my mother, for sharing her, her stories with us here in the Rockstar Garage. Thank you, Colette. Thank you, Tom. I'm also known as the Nana. Oh, yes, but not to me. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Ma. I got one. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs>